0: imagine this. You've gathered the kids together before bed to read a Bible story, but one kid is jumping on the sofa and still hasn't brushed her teeth or put her pajamas on. One kid is running around chasing the dog. One kid has her nose stuck in a book and one kid is screaming because his sister is on his side of the couch. Does that sound familiar? I get it. Trying to engage my kids in a meaningful time in God's Word together sometimes makes me feel like the ringmaster at a three ring circus. In this episode, we're going to talk about some really practical ways you can help your kids engage in your family devotion time. Welcome to episode three of the Family Bible Connection Podcast with Laurie Christine. Do you want your kids to know the Bible and grow in their love for God and others? Do you want to prepare your kids to go into the world as passionate followers of Jesus? Then the Family Bible Connection is for you! Hi, I'm your host, Laurie Christine. Through devotional resources, family routines, and Bible study, I will teach you how to create a Christ-centered culture in your home. In episode one, we talked about why it's important to spend time in God's Word together as a family. And then last time in episode two, we talked about what it looks like to have family devotion time in your home. And we also talked about what to do if you feel like you've failed in this area. So if you're feeling that way, please go back and listen to episode two. So in this episode we are going to talk about the how. So we covered why, what, and now how. This is the first of a two-part series on how to engage your kids in family devotion times. Using my background as a public school elementary teacher, more than 12 years of experience as an elementary Bible teacher at my church, and 10 years so far of Christian motherhood, I have created a collection of eight Practical ways that you can engage your kids in family devotions and Bible study. So, this week we're going to talk about the first four tips, and then next time we will cover the other four tips. So, let's dive right in. Number one, the first tip is to be passionate. If we are not excited about reading God's Word together, and diving into the Bible, then our kids are not going to be excited either. Uh, we want to teach our kids from the overflow of a full heart, meaning we want to be full of God's spirit and filled up with God's word so that that excitement and that passion overflows into the lives of our kids. Um, so now, this is a, a practical tip. This may seem very basic, but when we're reading with our kids, when we're reading a Bible story or reading a passage from the Bible, reading with expression will make a huge difference in how well your children engage with the story. Nobody likes listening to a dry, monotone voice. So try adding a little expression. You can use different voices for different characters. You know, it doesn't have to be a Broadway production, but just, you know, give it a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of feeling so here is an example i'm going to read to you i'm just going to use psalm 23 as an example and i'm reading from the new living translation so see if you notice a difference in my expression here i'm pretty sure that you will but but think about from your kids perspective and how you're reading and if if this would make a difference for them psalm 23 the lord is my shepherd i have all that i need He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along paths of righteousness, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Okay, so that's the first one. Now listen to this example. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Now, did you hear the difference? Um, think about, as your children are listening to you read, just think about, how could you make it a little bit more exciting or a little bit more, um, just add a little bit more passion to to the way that you're reading. Okay, um, number two is to take a picture walk. And if your devotional book or Bible story has illustrations, a picture walk will help your kids prepare their minds to engage with the story. So basically what you do is look through the pictures in the story before you actually read it. Look at the title of the story. Um, just page through, show your kids some of the pictures and say, hey, what do you guys think that this story is about? Do you have a prediction about what might happen in this story? Um, and this ties right into number three, connecting to prior knowledge. Some of our kids have grown up in Sunday school and, um, they may feel like they have already heard this Bible story and they might not be interested in hearing it again. If you've read these Bible stories when your children were toddlers and now you're, you have elementary school kids, they might think, uh, eh, I know this story, nothing new, new to learn here. But of course, you and I know that there are endless truths in the Bible to learn and apply to our lives. So one way that we can help our kids to engage in a story that they have heard before is to help them connect to knowledge that they already have, to make them feel like they are the experts on this topic. So you could ask your kids something like, what do we already know about this character or topic? Um, you could just discuss the answer. You could use a journal and you could ask your kids to draw or write everything they know about this particular story. So for example, um, let's say you're going to read about um, Daniel in the lion's den and they're like, oh, we know the story we've already heard before. Great. Well, what do you remember? Write down everything that you can remember about this story, and then after we re- after we read it, we'll see if if maybe if you got if you got the all the parts, or maybe you learned something new, or maybe maybe there was a part of the story that you had forgotten about. Um, so things like that. So then at the end, then you could compare their journal entry with or your discussion with what they have learned. You know, did you learn something new from this story? Was there anything that surprised you? Um, was there anything that we forgot when we when we talked about it at the beginning? things like that. Another way to help this is still under number three. This is still under connecting to prior knowledge. Um, another way to help your kids comprehend what's happening in the Bible story is to put the story in the context of the entire Bible. The Bible is not just a collection of, unrelated stories. Rather, all of the stories in the Bible fit into one overarching adventure of God's plan to save his people and restore glory to his creation. So you could talk to your kids and say, so where does this story fit into the big story of the Bible? Is it in the Old Testament? Is it in the New Testament? Um, Where do these events Uh, fit into the timeline of biblical history. This, the story in the Bible, it took place in real time, in a real place. Sometimes we kind of grow up thinking like the Bible took place in a galaxy far, far away. And on the like, almost like a different planet, like there wasn't anything else happening in the world at the same time as the, the biblical stories and the biblical accounts. Um, So here's an example. So let's say you're reading about Ruth. Um, How would you put that story into context? So you could talk about, okay, so Ruth, we're learning about the story of Ruth. Ruth lived during the time of the judges when there was no king in Israel and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. I wonder what would have that been like? I wonder what that would have been like to live when there was no king and everyone was just doing their own thing. And then you could say, so if you remember, God set his people free from captivity in Egypt and brought them back to the promised land of Canaan. God helped the people drive out the other nations and then the people settled in the land. So now the people of Israel, God's people are living in the promised land of Canaan, but they don't have a king and they have forgotten about God and they don't care about God's laws and they don't care about obeying God and that's the situation that's the background where we put this story of Ruth so that kind of brings in a whole new context to the story of Ruth like we often read these stories as like this little isolated incident but really Ruth was living during this you know during this time of the judges and during this time of unrest in Israel and and things like that so that'll just really help your kids to to put the, the story into context Now, if that was a little overwhelming for you, if you're thinking, but I don't know the timeline of the Bible, I don't know all that history, I don't I don't know enough about the Bible to explain that to my kids. Don't worry about it. That's okay. Just read the story with your kids and keep listening to this podcast because I am going to have a lot of resources for you that will help you understand the timeline of the Bible, that will help you understand the overarching story of the Bible, and that you'll be able to use these resources with your kids. So stay tuned for that in upcoming episodes. So number four so this is our last tip for today, is to model your thought process out loud. Allow your kids to see into your head and to hear what you're thinking. As you're reading, uh, pause throughout the story to make comments. So for example, wow, like that was so interesting. I never knew that before. Or, oh my goodness, that's crazy. I can't believe he said that. Or, hey, this reminds me of another story I read. Do you guys remember the story when... da da, da. Um, this reminds me of something that happened to me one time, or this makes me think about this other situation, or even asking questions like, I wonder if, or, you know, making predictions. I think that maybe this is going to be the same person that, That did this or I predict that this is going to happen in the story so just kind of letting your kids see into your head and as you are interacting with the story and processing some of your thoughts just say those out loud so your kids can hear that and then after they kind of get used to that process um, allow your kids to share some of their thoughts as well like ask them a question is there anything that you're wondering about did this story remind you of anything else has this situation ever happened to you or um, also making predictions. Does anybody have a prediction about what might happen in this story? So I'm just going to give you. I'm going to use the example of Psalm 23 again, and I'm just going to pause a couple of times um, through the psalm and just reflect, like model this this thought process of what might be going through my head. Now um, I have a couple different comments here, but you certainly do not need to pause and comment on every single line. That would just be a little too much. So. I'll just give you a little example here for Psalm 23. Okay. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Wow, that's so incredible that God is like a shepherd to us and he provides everything that we need. Oh, hey, you know what? Uncle Charlie owns some sheep. Maybe we could talk to him sometime about what it looks like to take care of sheep. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Oh, that sounds nice, doesn't it? I'd like to lay down and take a nap in a green meadow right now. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Hmm. I wonder what it means that God wants to bring honor to his name. What do you guys think that looks like? Or what do you think that means? Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. I wonder if he's talking about a real valley in this passage or maybe he's talking about something else. What do you guys think? Do you think he's actually talking about like a real dark valley or or is it something else that he's talking about here? Okay, so you can see how I was just kind of pausing and thinking out loud and kind of just helping the kids to stop and think for themselves too, that it's not just like, especially if they've heard a, a passage before or a Bible passage or a story before, it kind of just gets mundane and, but to stop and actually think, well, what did he mean by that? Have you ever thought about that? Like, what was it like to be a shepherd or, um, what does he mean by the darkest valley? Have you ever been in a dark valley in your life? You know, things like, things like that. Okay, awesome. So this week we covered the first four practical tips to help your kids engage in family devotion times. Next time we will do four more tips. So make sure you join us um, for our next episode. So here is my challenge for you this week. Every week I have a practical challenge so you can take a little piece of our time together and put it into practice in your life um, and in, in your family. So here's my challenge for you this week. Choose one of these four practical tips we talked about today. Don't try to implement them all at once. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. So just pick one of the things. So they were be passionate. Um, try reading reading with expression when you're um, reading the Bible or reading a Bible story. Take a picture walk. Connect with prior knowledge, which is asking your kids, like, do you know what happened in this story before? Have you heard this before? What do you know about the story? And then modeling your thought process, which is what we just did with Psalm 23. So don't feel overwhelmed. Um, Just pick one of these things to do with your kids this week while you're reading a Bible passage or a Bible story with them. And um, so try to implement just one of these tips to help engage your kids and to get them excited about God's word. And I will end with a closing quote, or I'm sorry, closing Bible verse. Um, this verse is actually our theme verse for the, this podcast. And it is Psalm 78:4. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. I'm going to close in prayer again and again I'm praying in the first person so that you can make this prayer um, a prayer for yourself and for your own children and you can find a copy of the prayer in the show notes. Heavenly Father I want to be obedient to your command to teach my children about your glorious deeds your power and your mighty wonders. I want my kids to know you and love you with their whole hearts. Please give me wisdom as I teach my kids about you. I pray that you would give me a passion for your word so that my excitement would overflow into the hearts and lives of my kids. Thank you that my children are in your hands and that you will continue to work in their lives for your glory. Amen. Now, I'd like to tell you about a free book that I have available for you to download. And I mentioned it before. It's called How to Engage Your Kids in Family Devotions. Does that sound familiar? Um, if you need some fresh inspiration to help your kids engage with family Bible times, this is a practical resource to help you get started. And everything that we have been talking about in this episode can be found in this free ebook. So you can have all of the information and all of the content that we've been talking about right at your fingertips on your computer or your phone or your iPad or whatever. And you can find this free ebook on my website. You can go to familybibleconnection.com and click on the bar at the top that says free ebook, how to engage your kids and family devotions. Thank you so much for joining me for episode three of the Family Bible Connection podcast with Laurie Christine, where together we will create a Christ-centered culture in our homes in order to connect our kids with Jesus. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to subscribe to the show, leave a review in iTunes, and then share this episode with a friend. If you would like to read a blog version of this episode or download free resources to help you create a Christ-centered culture in your home, go to FamilyBibleConnection.com.